Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader. He's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, David. Today we're talking about tax increment financing. Okay. You wrote an article that appeared in the Reader on September 14th, 2016, and you wrote about the imminent move of the large Department of Fleet and Facility Management facility over by North Avenue and Chicago River to a a facility on the south side. 67th and Wentworth. And you wrote about the fact that both sites are in a tax increment financing district. Yes. At the heart, this column shows the inequity of the program. You're taking a fleet facility that stores garbage trucks by and large, so it's owned by the city and therefore is property tax exempt. It's not just that. It's a huge repair facility It's as also well. a repair facility, but yeah. But inside, yeah, it was a former steel manufacturing facility, so. and it's, it's huge. It's huge. Cavernous. Yeah. This particular point that I'm making is that it's tax exempt. Because it's city property and doesn't generate any property taxes. Right. city doesn't pay property taxes to itself. It's, it's exempt from that. So when you move it out of the north side and you sell that land, that land, whoever owns it, will start paying property taxes on it. Whatever developer is putting up whatever development scheme will start paying property taxes there. And as a result, that TIF kitty, and this gets into the inequities that we were discussing earlier. It's going to be huge. Will be huge. There'll be a lot of money to pay for infrastructure. Because that's prime riverside property. Prime riverside property. And the alderman that I talked to gave a very conservative estimate that it'll increase the yield by 80%. So let's use this conservative projections. It would go from roughly like 7.5 million to 14 million a year or something like that. So that's a lot of money. What is the 7.5 million? The annual collection of money in that TIF, uh, in that TIF was about 7.5 million last year. So if it goes up 80%, it would go up to around 40. Got it. Because there is some private property in that TIF district. Yes, exactly. How old is the TIF district? I believe it's 17 years old. So if they really want to make good on it, they have to extend it, which I presume they will. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're moving the garage and the, the maintenance facility to the south side. It'll be tax exempt there. So there'll be no money flowing on the south side. So the north side will be getting like $14 million a year in TIF funds to play around with. And the south side will get zero. And this exemplifies just the inequity, unfairness of using TIF as a citywide economic development tool. Some neighborhoods benefit, some neighborhoods don't. And I guarantee you, <laughs> that alderman, uh, the second ward, Brian Hopkins, won't want to give up his TIF money because his ward needs it. Everybody needs it. Well, it could have been worse, right? It could have been that the city moved the fleet facility to private property that it then bought and then converted yeah. to tax-free. That would have been worse. That would have been worse. That's exactly what they did, by the way, with the DePaul basketball arena in the Marriott Hotel. They bought private property. They bought private property. So we're losing property tax dollars in the future. The exact opposite of the program. Why'd you get me going on that? It'll be owned by the Metropolitan Pier and Exposition yeah, Authority. It yeah, it is. And it's property tax exempt. So the city is spending property tax dollars 
to lose property tax dollars. And the whole point of the TIF program is to do an investment now so that you grow the base and get more property tax dollars in the future. Are you aware of any reason of why now for that facility, given that the TIF district is as old as it is, 17 of 24 years age? Why are they doing this now? There has been an initiative by the mayor to sort of hasten the conversion of the industrial corridor that runs along the north branch of the Chicago River around North Avenue from industry, manufacturing, warehouses, et cetera, to residential, commercial, and high-tech. This is a way to facilitate that. Now I'm getting it. It's yeah. a sort of a cascading development effect because this north of there is the former Finkel Steel site right along the river also. And That's so this correct. is just like essentially contiguous riverfront yes. property. If the city has an economic development vision, if you could use such a word with the city of Chicago, it would be to transform this area or convert it from uh, industry to residential, commercial, and you know, like high tech. That's that's Mayor Rahm's big plan. And so this is a step in that conversion process. And from their standpoint, a logical one. If you take the notion of highest and best use being the governing factor in planning decisions, then this would be a logical one. But that would divorce yourself from the consequences of the plans you have here on the rest of the city. And that's, of course, where, as always, the city of Chicago falls short. Ben, that's all we have time for. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Listeners, we always welcome your questions and comments and your suggestions for future interviews. Our Twitter handle is C-H-I-G-O-V-T. You can always email us via comment at shygov.com. I'm Dave Glowetz. Thanks for listening.